Okay, we have the podcast on and recording. The video's warming up or something. There it goes. Video recording. Welcome all to Americana, the American way. I'm Big John, and I have a few things on my mind tonight. I caught this uh, first thing I'm going to talk about is the prosecution against the Trump organization. The word Trump always has to be the first part of this, uh, of any headline about this, but whatever, that's fine. Trump organization, charge a top charge carries uncertainty. So, delve into what the Wall Street Journal has to say about that. You can find this podcast on all the podcasting platforms while I light my cigar. Of course, you're probably already listening on one of those platforms. Okay, I'm almost lit. Okay. So remember to like, share, subscribe, do all those things, whatever your particular platform of preference uh, says to do to help me get more listens, views, and stuff. You can also find me on parlor at the real big john uh you know something i've noticed a lot of these uh podcasting and youtubers and and folks and they have much bigger followings than i have i've got the smallest following of my internet talk show uh i wouldn't call it a career because i don't make that much money off of it but uh life started this in 2012 before before podcasting and internet talk shows were really cool and uh, occasionally my partner and I over at the break wall if you're listening on anchor.fm or any of those find the break wall you'll hear us tag teaming every now and then again but anyways we uh, had to part ways because of life. So we've been on our own and we don't dominate every platform we're on because there's, what, 87.5 billion people podcasting and uh, videoing now. So anyways, hook me up with a like, a share, and a subscribe uh, and all those things because... Uh, as you, I'm going to talk in a minute. The media lies to us, and we got to unpack these lies. But this, uh, they couldn't get Donald Trump himself on charges, so they brought charges against his organization. Fifth, a 15 count indictment against President Trump's longtime right hand man, Alan Weis- Weiselberg. 
Now, I think a lot of this is the New York DA or uh, federal prosecutor or whatever he is, is trying to get Weisenberg to flip on Trump. And it's probably not going to happen because every time the government comes after people uh, associated with Trump and tries to get them to flip or to turn against Donald Trump, there's nothing there. There's nothing for them to turn on. So, we'll see. Um, also carries the most uncertainty for New York prosecutors, according to legal scholars and white-collar defense attorneys. White-collar crimes are the, uh, the money-type crimes typically can can, uh, um, committed, almost say convicted, committed by people that wear shirts with white collars, hence the name. The charge, a single count of second degree grand larceny, stands out in the July 1st indictment, which alleges the Trump Organization and Mr. Weiselberg, its chief financial officer, cheated on taxes over the course of of more than a decade. The prosecutors say the company secretly padded Mr. Weiselberg's compensation, subsidizing everything from his Upper West Side residence to home furnishings and private school tuition. In all, the prosecutors say Mr. Weiselberg concealed around $1.8 million in taxable income and evaded more than $900,000 in taxes. That's a hefty charge. The grand larceny allegation concerns a much smaller amount of money, around 95000 in federal tax refunds that the prosecutors say the 73-year-old executive illegally obtained in annual sums over a period of 2010 to 2018. So about eight years there, he uh, had money coming in that he wasn't reporting or perks or things that could have been taxable that he didn't report. But lawyers said the charge is significant. Grand larceny in the second degree is the highest level felony Mr. Weiselberg faces carrying a maximum of 15 years which for a man 73 years old is basically a life sentence, probably. That's more than twice as long as the maximum sentences, sentence for other counts, magnifying the pressure on him to cooperate, here we go, cooperate with authorities in a broader pro fraud probe into Mr. Trump's business affairs. So what did I say at the beginning of this? They're trying to bamboozle Weisenberg into turning against Trump so they can charge Trump because they couldn't find anything on their own. He also faces uh, tax fraud, falsifying records, 
as does the Trump Organization. Weiselberg and the Trump Organization both pled not guilty and their lawyers have said they will vigorously defend against the charges. The attorneys didn't respond to requests for comment. Lawyers have watched the probe closely. Lawyers who have watched the probe closely say New York prosecutors have built a compelling case against Mr. Weiselberg and the company's accounting practices, but they say the charges, in particular the larceny count, still offer possible, albeit technical, technical and narrow avenues of defense. So he could get away with this larceny charge. What happens when he gets acquitted for any of these charges, or all of them? What will the media have to report against Trump then? Because this is all smear, and a way to hurt Trump if he does decide to run in 2024, which I, in my opinion, uh, I'm not a fan of him going for 2024, uh, but it is what it is. To prove second-degree grand larceny, prosecutors must show that Weiselberg stole more than $50,000 within a certain period. The indictment names Internal Revenue Service as the sole victim of Weiselberg's larceny. New York courts have ruled when a taxing authority is in alleged is an alleged fraud victim. It is the tax refunds pocketed by the defendant that are stolen property, not the taxes owed. So the money he owed in back taxes can't be held against him in the larceny charge. Uh, Weiselberg doesn't need to argue that he properly obtained all the federal refunds cited in the complaint, according to lawyers, to defeat the charge. He could urge, argue that prosecutors failed to prove that he fraudulently obtained $50,000 in refunds within the statute of limitations. So if he beats these charges, Let's say he beats one charge. It don't. It won't matter. The media will say, you know, Trump organization and you know Trump accountant Weiselberg convicted on most of the charges or on charges. Blah blah blah. You know that that is what they're going to play this. That's how they're going to play it. But I just find it interesting that their most serious charge uh, may be the easiest one to beat, which shows that they're just going after Weiselberg to get him to turn on Donald Trump or aid them in other investigations uh, into Donald Trump. And by Wall Street standards... You know, any crime is a crime. Don't get me wrong. But there's a, a saying where I come from. 
we had a congressman named Jim Trafficking. He went to jail for seven years for doing some underhanded stuff in Washington, D.C. And we always say, if he got seven years for doing what he did, the rest of them should get life because what he did was nothing compared to the real corruption in that city. This is what Weiselberg is facing. The amount of money that we're talking here, a million dollars, two million dollars, 50,000, 90,000, that sounds like a lot to you and me, the average person. But the kind of mo money that gets laundered and tossed around on Wall Street on a regular basis it is far worse than this. Far worse. And some people do go to jail for it. Some people plea bargain out. Some people pay a fine. But you have some people that have bankrupted thousands of elderly people out of their life savings. Uh, now the guy's mind doesn't come to name, or name doesn't come to mind. But, uh, you know, they have these pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes, or I always like to call them Fonzie schemes, but they're Ponzi schemes. Uh, and they just take other people's money and they invest it and they pocket the rest and then they give some back to the other investors and then they get more investors and they're investing this money and then they're paying off the other investors with the next set of investors' money while they're really pocketing the bigger rewards. Uh, some things I've picked up on lately with the, the fake news media, the legacy media, uh, the big, big three networks, uh, their coverage of this protest in Cuba. You would think they're in the streets carrying flags with the picture of Dr. Fauci and screaming vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. The media leads the headline with protest in Cuba over vaccine shortages. That is not why they're protesting. They're protesting for the shortage of food, water, uh, ordinary commodities like the toilet paper we all hoarded like a year ago in America. They don't even have a chance to hoard toilet paper in Cuba because the Communist Party controls so much. And they're wearing masks over their faces not to protect themselves from uh, the virus, but they have to hide their faces from the Communist government because they have no free speech in Cuba. What they're doing is punishable by torture and death. Torture to death, however you want to put that. So that's what they're protesting. They want freedom. They went out from under this communist dictatorship. I don't know how they're going to do it. A 62-year-old communist dictatorship is very hard to overthrow. Uh, when you have no right to bear arms, no arm, no right to bear arms. I'm just going to say it straight up instead of saying right to arm bears. You have no way to defend or arm yourself. 
unless some paramilitary group from another country comes in and helps you. Uh, this is why you know South Cuba or South Florida went so heavy for Trump. These Cuban Americans know what communism is, and they know it starts with socialism and builds, and they know what the Democrat socialists have in store for America: food shortages. Uh, bread lines well food shortages and bread lines are the same thing but when I was a kid I remember hearing stories about people in Russia waiting uh, in a, an hour in line for a loaf of bread you know we get pissed off in America if at the busiest time of the year busiest shopping days of the year like before the 4th of July before Thanksgiving before Christmas if we have to stand in line for 15 minutes, and sometimes you're in line longer than that, but still, we get mad about that. Uh, if you're on, imagine waiting in line an hour for a loaf of bread, then you have to go to uh, the egg store and go wait another hour in line for eggs, or you go to the grocery store and the shelves are just bare. Well, this is what happened in socialist Venezuela. It's what's happening now in communist Cuba. And these people are protesting for freedom. Some of them are waving American flags. Because the American flag is the beacon symbol for freedom throughout the world. Okay? So don't believe that they're protesting because Cuba is short on COVID vaccines, although the virus is really breaking out hard down there. Uh, and they don't have the hospitals and, uh, that we have when, when you know your government tells you we should go to a single-payer health system or something like that. Don't buy it. Don't believe it. Now... Another thing that's going on is the, the Biden border crisis. We all know and love, right? You've had people from more than 160 different countries caught trying to cross the border. The, so people from almost every country in the world, I think the last I read, there were 191 recognized countries so, 160 different countries, we have people coming to the Mexican border, trying to cross in, this, that's this year alone, okay? Well, of course they want our freedom, they want our way of life, and that's awesome. I'm glad I live in a country that people want to come to, but they're not coming through legal ports of entry, they're crossing... Uh, you know, it on the river, they're crossing, you know, in the desert, wherever they can find for a coyote or a caravan leader to cross them into America. That's how they're coming. So, this isn't a fight uh, against Mexico, Guatemala, it's not a racial fight. I'm sure that there are white people in these caravans, in 
these one from these 160 countries. This isn't, you know, the lie that Donald Trump said that all Mexicans are rapists and murderers. He never said that. He said, you know, I, I'm sure there are some very good people coming, but there are also rapists and murderers coming too. But we want people to come legally, check in. Uh, we want to know that they're, they don't have a nefarious background, that they're not a terrorist, that they're not part of a drug cartel, and we want them to come in legally. Okay? But from 160 different countries, uh, they're causing you know, high-speed car chases because they're obviously running from the authorities. They're ransacking grocery stores on the southern border. Imagine you're just a normal person, probably of Spanish descent, who maybe the border crossed you when Texas became its own country and then joined the United States after the Texas-Mexico War, or the, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying. You know, there are a lot of people that, two, what was 150 years ago, we'll say, that the border crossed them. They didn't cross the border. That's, it's a little joke from Ralphie May, but I, I like it. Uh, it's because it makes sense. You know, there was a big part of the southwest United States that was Mexico. And then we had a war. We won. We took the land. And so some of these people's heritage goes back to Mexico, but now they're Americans living on the border, and you're just an average Spanish American living your life, and in comes this uh, caravan of illegal aliens from 160 different countries, and they just raid your local store. I've been in southwest Texas. Sometimes the town I was in, Ozona, it was at least 30 minutes to the next town, Sonora. And it was over an hour to the nearest Walmart in San Angelo. So if your local grocery store got ransacked and whatever wasn't nailed down, stolen by a caravan of illegal aliens, now you're out of luck. And these are you know Spanish Americans that have been here for generations that live in these towns and they voted for Trump so goes to show you the Spanish Americans they have roots see the light and know the truth also I heard this story. I want to look it up to see that it's true. The Biden administration flew without telling the uh, Tennesseans. They flew 150 illegal uh, aliens 
into Tennessee. And that's called person trafficking. So is the Biden administration guilty of trafficking illegals? Let's see what we find here. If we find something in the news. Video shows Biden secretly flying migrant children into... And it goes blank. This goes back to May 20th. Let's see what this gives me. Daily Mail. Video shows um, Biden Biden secretly flying uh, migrant children into Tennessee. Tennessee lawmakers have accused President Biden's administration of secretly flying migrant children into their state without consulting them, as Kamala Harris faces growing pressure to visit the southern border. Well, she's visited now. This is an old article. Uh, But it says, several videos obtained by WRCB-TV Channel 3 show a handful of planes, so more than one airplane was used in this, carrying minor migrants that arrived at Chattanooga's Wilson Air Center. Who knew Chattanooga, Tennessee was big enough to have an air center? Uh, Wilson Air Center during overnight hours. So, over, under cover of darkness, in the mist, middle of the night, the Biden men flew hundreds of children into the state of Tennessee for asylum on your tax dollar and is housing them there on your tax dollar. Now, not going to knock the children, not going to knock the parents of the children. They want the, they want their kids to have a better life. They also know that should their child gain asylum in the United States, there's a better chance of them gaining asylum in the United States. I'll put a link to this article in the description on uh, Rumble, and then I'll give you the name and uh, news outlet of the article on Anchor.fm and podcasts. So, these are illegal actions. This is not including all the fun, slap-happy stuff that is on Hunter's laptop. When you combine all these things, there are some high crimes and misdemeanors here. There are impeachable offenses. Supposedly, next year, the Republicans are set to take the House and the Senate back from the Democrats. Will somebody in the GOP have the backbone to impeach President Joseph R. Biden? Joseph, what's a funny, Joseph Rumpelstiltskin Biden. Will somebody have the cojones, the backbone, 
the metal. I know Marjorie Taylor Greene will. I know Lauren Boebert will. I know Matt Gates will. I know Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul will get on there. Flying 150 children without parents. And I'm sure they got good uh, treatment and got well taken care of by social services and the American government. But that's child trafficking. And it was done and authorized by the Biden administration. So where does the buck stop? Does the buck stop with Biden and Harris? Whose decision was this? Will we get to the bottom of it? But will the Republicans have the gall to fight back? Who knows the secrets that are told that never do unfold? Till next time, guys. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. See you next time. Find me on Parlor at The Real Big John, Anchor.fm, Rumble. The channel is Americana, the American way. God bless y'all. Pray for mercy on the United States of America. Until next time, God bless you. Peace out. I love y'all. Hope you enjoyed the little soft Christmas music playing in the background in July. It, it's never too early for Christmas music. Don't, don't let anyone tell you any different.